hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Sucker Time. The number one award-seeking comedy podcast about comedy. Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast podcaster, Mark Hershaw. That's right, it's me, Mark Hershaw, your host and all-electric vehicle for Epi 138 of Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast. If you've not been here the past couple of episodes, we're campaigning to change the generic use of the word podcast to simply soundcast. I realize this change gets a little sticky for those shows that pretty much have locked themselves in with podcast in their name. After all, it's part of our logo design here on Succotash, and for the past five-plus years, we've been the Comedy Podcast Podcast. But the name is anchoring our medium to a single device, the iPod from Apple, which was fine in its day, but it's no longer even produced. So I want to throw the whole thing back wide open with a new designation, Soundcast. Our announcer, Bill Haywatt, is supposed to be cutting new intros and outros for the show to reflect this name change, but our engineer-producer, Joe Polino, has had a computer meltdown at Studio P. Uh, he says that he has gotten things back up and running, but uh, he's a little bit behind, so until he can get Bill back in the studio, we're stuck with the old P word in the open and closed to our show. And, of course, I have to get around to changing the logo. No one said this soundcast biz was going to be easy, or did they? I... I can't remember. All right. Next up, big news. Big, big news in a way. Now, it's really not going to change anything as far as I know, but Succotash is now available for your listening pleasure through the iHeartRadio chain network thingy. Well, I wasn't really required to do much for it. I Just part of the uh, Libsyn family uh, that carries our, our, our soundcast, and they invited me to be part of the iHeartRadio network. So here we are. Now potentially millions of new listeners can avoid us. <laughs> just go to iHeartRadio.com, search for Succotash, or there is a link up on our home site. Uh, so check that out. It's bit.ly bit.ly slash iHeartSucko. I-H-E-A-R-T-S-U-C-C-O, all lowercase. That's how you can find it. One of the ways you can find us on the iHeartRadio network. I've got a couple of live appearances coming up. If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, I'm going to be part of the 40th year reunion show of Spaghetti Jam, which uh, was a really popular improvisational comedy show in San Francisco starting back in the 1970s. It was performed on a weekly basis at the old uh, um, Spaghetti Factory in North Beach. We're getting as many of the folks as we can find back together, those that can still move their limbs, to show up. It's on Sunday, September 11th. That's right, 9-11, best date for a comedy show ever. That'll be at the Throckmorton Theater in downtown Mill Valley. You can go to 142throckmortontheater.org for tickets and information. Then later on in the month, September 23rd through the 25th, I will be at the 5th Annual Los Angeles Podcast Festival. I'm hosting the Journalism and Podcasting Panel on Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m., but the rest of the time you'll find me in the podcast lab with my equipment doing interviews. So stop on by and if you're a podcaster or if you're just a, a, a fan of podcasts, stop on by the podcast lab and we'll chat it up and put it up here on the show. All right, back to the business at hand. This is another installment of Succotash Clips. So it's chock full of tasty snippets of soundcasts and podcasts from all over the web. I clipped a couple. Our associate producer, Tyson Sainer, took care of a few. We also have a few uploaded directly to us using our upload link. More on that a little later in the show. If you're a comedy podcaster or there's a comedy podcast you like and want to get us a clip, I'll show you uh, how you can do that, or I'll tell you. Unless you have superpowers, I can't show you. In alphabetical order this show, we're featuring uh, clips from Dark Journey, Dazed and Convicted, Dino and Andy's Skull Juice, Drinking in the Park, Lesser Known Somebodies, Proudly Resents. Uh, we have a promo from Spirits. I'll talk a little bit more about that when the time is right. The Tao of Comedy and the 85th South Show. We also have a visit to the Spooky Podcast Graveyard. And we'll be holding a clip seance with a sound cast from the great beyond. Plus, there's a burst of Durst from our friend, political comedian, and social commentator, Will Durst. We also have a little ditty from our pal, Abner Surd, not to mention a Scrooge McDuck-style dip into the tweet sack. 
This episode of Succotash Clips is brought to you by Henderson's Pants. If you're in the market for fictional pants that fit like a dream and don't really exist, you should get yourself a pair of Henderson's Pants. All right, let's pop the top on our burst of durst, then we'll hit the clips. Hey guys, Will Durst here with a few choice words on the two major party presidential candidates. And yes, there are differences. One is a Democrat and the other a demagogue. One is a woman who has big hands and the other isn't and doesn't. And as Michael Bloomberg put it, one of them is not insane. But this is America, damn it, where, yeah, sure, we acknowledge our differences. After all, each and every one of us is special and unique, like a baby snowflake. But this is a country that also celebrates what binds us together. And the Donald and the Hillary have an amazing amount of similarities. For instance, both are Americans who live in New York, are right-handed, and sport bulletproof hair. Both treat the truth with a disdain normally reserved for Zika-infested mosquitoes. Both of their spouses are beloved enablers of the tabloids. Each of them has the same connection to regular humans as a Learjet has in common with sourdough yeast. Both have unfavorable ratings, higher than the guard geese downwind of a marijuana field on fire. Each is fond of mangling the English language while wearing a suit. Neither is an actual billionaire, and both are still picking the juicy wreckage of vanquished primary opponents from between their toes. Both have been in the public eye for decades, not always in a positive light. And each has problems with the new technology. One is stymied by emails and the other addicted to tweets. And finally, the two candidates do agree on one thing, and that is, if the other is elected on November 8th, it will result in a disaster, not just for the country, but the hemisphere, the planet, the solar system, and the universe. And the two have united millions who believe on this issue. They both may be right. For Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast, I'm Will Durst. This election year, we'll be catching Durst at his best. Be sure to visit his home site, willdurst.com. Also follow him on Twitter, at Will Durst. All right, our first clip in is from a brand new soundcast, one that I reviewed last week for SplitCider.com. It's got the great title of Dino and Andy's Skull Juice and features Dino Stampanopoulos, a guy who's written on SNL, created Adult Swim's Moral Oral, wrote and appeared on Community, and has written a whole bunch of funny stuff besides. Andy Dick is, well, Andy Dick. He's been a stand-up comedian, a sketch and improv player, as well as having appeared on film, uh, in films and on television, such as uh, news radio, for instance, and uh, an attempt to reboot Get Smart. These guys were pals for 25 years. They started in Chicago together, although, as Dino points out in episode number one, he didn't really talk to Andy for 10 years. Our esteemed associate producer, Tyson Saner, snagged this clip from their kickoff episode, which picks up right from their opening theme song. And Andy, and Andy, and Dino, Dino, and Andy, and Andy. Oh, Dino. No, that's what we say. This is our show. Dino, and Andy, and Andy, and Dino. This is our show. Show. No, 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 no. This is our show. This is our show. Dino. And Dino and Dino our show show. No, you have to say my name at some point. Oh, Dino, 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 little, 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 Dino. Andy's in there too. Andy's there too. You could, you could come along. I'm tagging along. Did you say we're rolling? Oh, we're rolling. I'm keeping my eye on the time. Do you have to leave at some point? No. I don't. The audience does. <laughs> they're over it already. We just started. And Andy's are, in a bad mood. They're, they're, I'm lately. I'm always in a bad mood. I'm I'm a cantankerous old fifty year old. Right. I'm grumpy. What do we do? Do we uh, say it's? Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask you, uh, my friend. What 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 is the fucking thing called? How do we? St- what is it called? Oh, we don't I was title. thinking of calling it. Dino and Andy, Andy and Dino, because we couldn't figure out who to go oh, first. I was thinking Deadpool favorites. <laughs> no, because it sounds like the movie. I know. Now that's ruined for everyone. 
Yeah. Did you but, see that movie? It's good. Yeah, it is. But but I see what you were saying because we are always on people's dead pools. Yeah, we're high on the list. I'm number one. A Actually, lot. yeah, I'm I'm nobody, so I'm not even on the list. Probably. I'll put you on. But it. if people knew me, man, I'll get you. On I'm a it. nut. Yeah, I heard you were drinking yesterday, Father's Day, at the where living room. Uh, at the drawing room. I mean, the drawing room. At the TG. You're just drinking and, and, and tweeting roost. and tweeting hateful, like, whoever loves Father's Day, fuck you, I'll kill you. I did not. Well, I, somebody told me that. No, I was, uh, I, I took the old uh, A Christmas Carol Scrooge thing where it said, that, you know, any fool who goes around with Christmas, Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled in his own pudding and be buried with a stick of holly through his chest. But I put Father's Day instead of Christmas. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I thought it was you, cute. You, you, you <laughs> thought it was cute. You loved your father. I do so love did my I. dad. Oh, oh, I thought he died. No, I said loved. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still love him. Yeah. he. I love his corpse. He, oh. he died. And then the other thing is you are a father. I know. So why are you so cranky about Father's Day? Also, well, yeah, speaking yeah, of cranky, speaking of cranky and cranky. I, that that chair is creaky. Mine? Yeah, it's like creaky like fuck. Well, does we anyone get, care? I do. <laughs> do You're I matter? You're cranky as fuck. Does dick lives matter? Here, here, I'll, I'll get another. Does dick's life matter? <laughs> I'm going to get a shirt, dick's life matters. Jesus. Dick life. Dick. Yeah, dick's roll, life. Rolls off the tongue. Dick's <laughs> You know, you just got to say it a couple times, and it's fine. Dick's, Dick's life, life matters. Dick's life. Dick's... They're one? all broken. How about that black one? How about that weird black Jesus. one? Jesus. Well, you just got to get new fucking chairs. Holy this fucking This place is very nice, except for the chairs. Can we turn the lights on in there so we can see you guys? We can't see shit. Why? You want to see them not oh. laughing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to see the fucking coffee. Oh, <laughs> it's not all about the laughs, you know. That's you know what? That's what this is called. It's not all about. It's the not laugh. all about the laughs. That gives us Dino. free reign to be boring. No, are you afraid to be boring? No, we're it, we have so much material. We have fifty fo- together. We have a hundred years <laughs> of laughter. <laughs> no, it's not about of experience. People, I think. Yeah. About 25 of those years are just us staring at walls, <laughs> right? <laughs> just like, uh, no, what do you want to do? Because we were drunk or because we were <laughs> just infants. boring. Because <laughs> we were babies. Well, yeah. What's staring more at our fucking cr- boring than a goddamn baby? <laughs> staring at a crib wall. Ugh. Hey, I thought of something the other day. Uh, <sighs> Tell me. When Lucas was born, it was around the time of those weird um, Fantasies alarms. of yours to jerk off in people's eyes. <laughs> Andy thinks no, no, I no. jerk. Can we not get into that? All right. Well, not on our first fucking podcast. <laughs> For real. Not on our first one. Dino and Andy's Skull Juice is part of the Feral Audio Network, and you can also find them on iTunes, the Laughable app, Stitcher, and more. Friend of the Succotash, Abner Surd, who we'll be hearing from later, not only did he uh, uh, give us a new song, but he also sent along a link to a comedy podcast that he found that booms out of South Africa. It's called Lesser Known Somebodies, hosted by Simi Areff, a comedian down there. And the latest installment features another comedian, Alfred Adrian. Took me a few minutes to get into the rhythm of their accent, but then these guys unspool a kind of fascinating glimpse into the current comedy scene in and around Johannesburg. Here's a taste. I can see for you, because today's your birthday. It's Alfred's birthday, everybody. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, he's, he's 34 now. I'm 34, yeah. Um, and just, he, left, just left my corporate eight months ago. Yes, eight months ago <laughs> he left his corporate. What a guy. And for me, it's just like, it's weird, because you, you, you were also in that age gap where we, we couldn't tell our parents that we do comedy. Like, my dad refused to accept it until he saw my yeah. first one-man show. That's not un, 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 like, unlike you know? my parents. You know? My parents were terrified, bro. Because they expect you to... Listen, we worked hard for you to send you to yeah. varsity. And at varsity, you get the degree. And then when you're making money, your children can do whatever you, yeah, they want. Yeah, and listen, you must remember, those people come from a setup. As much as my father... Yeah. We've spoken about this. Yeah. My father comes from a world where he's been a self-made man his whole life. He's owned you know? his own businesses. And then... All he wanted for his children was to have a good education, so to have some level of security mm-hmm. because he hated going to bed at night not knowing. I mean, you know that yeah. hustler's life, that, yeah. that comedy life that we have now. Yeah. It's your own, your, your own business. 
So all he wanted us to do is, is have an education. So now imagine me at a very big corporate doing very well. Medical aid, my friend. Yeah. Medical aid. Black people will stay in a job for medical aid. Right? <laughs> my parents were all about, do you get medical aid? Medical yeah. aid. They can pay you nothing. Just work for the medical aid. You see. So now I'm saying, Dad, I'm leaving that medical aid and all that comforts behind. He's like, what? Are you mad? Yeah. So I had to sort of reprove myself mm-hmm. and then go, listen, look, I can make a certain amount of money. Look, I can afford medical aid. Look, I can all do all these things. And then also just try and calm them down a little bit. But as you become more successful, all this thing starts working. Now he's, he's a fan. He's listening to this podcast. I guarantee it. Really? Your dad listens to the podcast? Guaranteed. <laughs> my dad crazy. is on the internet, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, man. you got a Facebook account. Oh. I refuse for my dad to have a Facebook. My dad asked me yesterday, he's like, yo, how do I get Facebook? I'm like, you will sit in bed and watch CNN. You will not touch the internet. So with my father, yeah. my father, the way I got him into the internet, my brother showed him YouTube. Yo, that first two months, it was like, yo, check this out. Shark eats man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Do you so ever look at your, uh, what your dad, what your dad, like YouTube's, like, do you know like the things that like, dude, that's the stuff that gets him. Yeah, no, we see exactly what is YouTube because he, <laughs> shit, he, he doesn't know what spam is. So it's shared on his page constantly. Oh, that's so funny. But uh, it's been handy because now he's on Skype. He's very savvy and he loves the internet. So it's, it's a good no, thing. That's cool. You know, I got such a kick out of listening to Lesser Known Somebody's thanks to Abner's suggestion that I reviewed the episode that clip came from in last week's Huffington Post. If you'd like to see what I had to say, the link to the review is up in the description in the blog post for this episode at SuccotashShow.com. In fact, you can find links to the home sites to all the shows we clip here on the blog entry for every episode of Suckatash at SuccotashShow.com. And you can find episodes of Lesser Known Somebody's up on iTunes and they're also on SoundCloud. We got a clip sent over by Adam Spiegelman, he of the Proudly Resents podcast. He was complaining that there was no upload button on our SuckatashShow.com site, which is true. I am working to remedy that, but you can always type Hightail.com slash U slash Suckatash into your browser window and then upload a three to five minute clip from your own or anyone else's podcast. He recently had Conan writer Todd Levin on to help him dismantle Ninja 3, The Domination. At one point, Todd talks about the only time Conan O'Brien ever got sued. As Adam tells it, it, quote, involves a one-hit wonder, an 80s film, and Tim Tebow. So we cut to her, the Flashdance lady, working on a pole, listening to Flashdance-type music. Yes, like knock-off Flashdance music. Yeah. It's like, she's a lunatic, lunatic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. Like Michael Barazino. <laughs> Com- this is the composer. Like the Footloose song. Uh, yeah. This one's for the girl. Yeah. A uh, lot of great. Well, we work at Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers is a great library. People found this fascinating. So, of music that's all knockoff music, soundalikes. Do you ever oh, yeah. use that? Oh yeah, I use it. Use it a lot. So you you look for like a flash dance. We type make song. it all the time on the show. You know, like we have a band leader who and you'll I'll, I'll give him a clip. Sometimes it's like a well known song, but sometimes it's just like oh, I really like this weird. Like one time it was the theme from the TV show The Equalizer. Which I always really liked. And I was like, can you knock off something that feels like this This show? So we have a lot of stuff like that. And then we have a library where they have names like, you know, like we used to name, like the, our band leader used to name when Max Weinberg was the band leader, he would name things like, <laughs> give, give them knockoff names. Yeah. Like, what's a good example? Satisfaction. Like I can't get no satisfaction. He would call it like, like disappointment <laughs> like or something you know or i can't get no a- excellent feelings like it would just be something shitty like that and he wouldn't a, care like he's ripping off or is he did it for work he's no because it's still an original composition it's like in the style of right, right, right and that's what these guys who record libraries do that's sort of like royalty free music you know um but in our case it's sort of it isn't ro- necessarily royalty free it's an original composition so it's all registered but here you work or in your office at conan the Conan's owned by Warner Brothers, who owns your, all the music they write. Well, no, we we shoot on the Warner Brothers a lot, and we have well, access to a lot of their resources. But whoever but, owns the sh- is it Conoco? Owns it's a Conoco music? production. Yeah, it's Conoco so, owns the show. So I worked at uh, TBS is our network, but Con- I believe Conoco actually owns. So the So he show. owns the music, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ABC it's not like at NBC because at NBC we had music. the same thing. We had a li- a huge library. It was a great library. 
Um, but they owned everything. Yes, they own the rights to everything. Here, it's it's music is always an issue. It's always a huge issue. Like, can How's we that? use this? Is this too close to that? Will we get sued? I'm oh. always so worried because licensing is such an expensive uh, and litigious kind of thing. We once almost got sued by John Parr. <laughs> I swear to God. The, that's the closest we ever came to actually getting sued. We got a lawyer, a letter from John Parr's quote-unquote lawyer. I think his name was like Gon Jar. It was like clearly <laughs> from John Parr. I don't think it was from his legal what, representation. What, what song did he do? He, did oh, John Parr, what song did we rip off? Um, yeah. We ripped off uh, St. Almost Fire. Oh, okay. Or like a ver- you know, we did like a version of it. It was, it was meant to be parody. You know, it was... Uh, uh-huh. It was a, because he had done. Do you really want to hear this? this is so this off track. Is okay. Grover I'll do Florida. it really quickly because yeah. we're getting very, very far off track. Um, he had done a. <laughs> God, when Tim Tebow was briefly popular, John Parr did a version of St. Elmo's Fire called Tim Tebow's Fire. Like he repurposed it to make it about Tim Tebow. Uh-huh. So it was like, Tim Tebow's Fire. And one of our writers, Dan Cronin, thought it was very funny. And pitched a thing where about how John Parr had been doing, trying to cash in on trends for a really long time. So it was like all these John Parr songs that were about things like, uh, Sully Sullenberger and the balloon boy. And I wish I could remember one of the lines. The balloon boy one was so fucking funny. Cause it was like, is it really a kid up there? It was like, it was like so stupid. <laughs> balloon Boys Fire. So John Parr's lawyer was going to sue us over that, over Balloon Boys Fire. That's great. And parody, so you kind of... Yeah, and it, it went away. It went away. That's Proudly Resents with Adam Spiegelman. I'm supposed to grab coffee with Adam when I'm at the L.A. Podfest later this month. Hopefully we'll get a chance to flip on the recording machine and bring back a little chat action with the host of that podcast. Find his show at the home site, ProudlyResents.com, and all those other joints where soundcasting is part of the deal. And now join me as we step into the swirling mists that surround the... Podcast Graveyard. It just struck me. I guess we got to change the intro to that to the uh, podcast or the Soundcast Graveyard. Ah, one more thing to take care of. Well, in the five years that I've been running Succotash, comedy writer Caleb Bacon has had two very listenable soundcasts. The first was called The Gentleman's Club, which took a podcast dirt nap at the end of 2012. A few months later, Caleb was back with more of an instructional soundcast called Man School, in which he talked to guys from various walks of life, although most were somehow connected to show business, and he'd get their story about some deep subject matter. A little over a year ago, in June 2015, the last known class of Man School was called In Session. Here's a clip from a few epis before that one, number 83, with Caleb and his guest comedian, writer, and fellow podcaster, Mick Betancourt, talking about life as a sober alcoholic. What I know of your story, you were in the more advanced drinking and drug program, where they, they had you in the, the very well accelerated class that started at a pretty young age. What do you mean? I started drinking at like 13. Yeah. And you were a pro by then? Well, I don't know. You know, I was exposed to drugs and alcohol and sex and violence at a very young age. And then I feel like it kind of, and when I say young age, I mean like five to seven. And then I took like two years. No, not even. You're right. It's But it seemed to ebb and flow a lot more because I'm writing this book now. So I've really been spending time like doing bullet points of those experiences and those conversations, which is weird conjuring all that stuff back up. But yeah, like my mom would take me out drinking and I would drink Manhattans with her. Or she'd let me drink in her apartment. But then there was a whole side of my life where I would go live with my grandma on the weekend and she was like, go to church on Sunday. And like, so the, the dichotomy or the duality of those two experiences was bizarre to say the least, you know? Drinking to Manhattan before the age of 60, I would say it's probably a little bizarre. <laughs> it was rough, man. Did you like the taste? No, it tastes like I was drinking gasoline. It was horrible. How? So was beer. I mean, I sure. remember drinking Tanqueray at, at, at uh, 18, and it felt like I was drinking uh, water that had been soaked, you know, with pine needles for the last four weeks. Like, it just, but then Tanqueray and tonic, I spit it out the first time I drank it. Then I guzzled it again, because you're 18 and you're a fucking moron. 
And then that became my drink, Tanqueray and Tonics. Then I went to Bombay Sapphire and Tonics with a shot of tequila on the side. And I'd order that in a pint glass with two limes. That was my <laughs> drink. Towards the end, that was my drink. I wanted them in a pint glass. Bombay Sapphire and Tonic, two limes in a pint glass with a shot of Cuervo. I'd guzzle half the drink, do the shot, smoke a cigarette, drink the other half, and then order another round. Because you're a gentleman. <laughs> yes, I was drinking one of those little bottles, of tan- uh, not Tanqueray, uh, Sapphire a day, and almost half a bottle of tequila. So it was kind of rough towards the end. Did you like alcohol when you were drinking Manhattans at five, six? No, I didn't like it. I didn't like what I was seeing. I didn't like what it was doing to the people in my life. And I had, I, I kind of felt like I really had no choice at that time in my life, that it was just kind of where I was and I was going to do what everybody else was doing. And then the first chance I had, I was going to stop doing that and be my own person. And the exact opposite happened. You know, I became everything that I didn't want to be. And uh, that was just completely through alcoholism and i didn't really know what that was at the time you know i just thought that alcohol made me crazy and i didn't understand that sobriety is what makes me crazy because i didn't know what alcoholism was i didn't know that just living life on life's terms for whatever reason well the reasons alcoholism is just totally completely unbearable to me that it will come to a time even if everything seems totally normal and calm and cool on the surface to everybody else I am restless, irritable, and discontented unless I have a drink at once that brings me the sense of ease and comfort. I, I, I just can't. The, the, the consequences blare out. I, I'll forget that I, I can't do it and that I'll go on a two-day run and I get confused very easily and then I take the drink and then I'm off to the races. I didn't know that I had to do – I had to you, – you can't replace something with nothing. I had to replace something with something. So I – found a program of living, which sounds a little culty, but really it's not, that replaced my old way of living so that I have these tools to make good choices and good decisions so that I can actually take the actions to live the life that I always wanted but couldn't really figure out how to. I think how I relate to that is on my own, I make some good choices, but not all the time. And so I definitely need some extra extra guidelines to look at things like, is this something I'm doing that's going to bring me short-term joy and long-term hell? Mm-hmm. Things like I have to break it down and just be like, oh, oh, yeah, that's not a good idea. If I know it's not a good idea, I don't fucking care. I really don't. And that's my problem. I just don't, I just don't care. I just don't. I've never felt like I was a part of anything. I've moved around with so many different family members. You know what I mean? I live with my dad. He dies. I live with my mom. She goes nuts. I move with my grandfather. He dies. I'm, I'm on my own at 14. Then I move in with my uncle or my counselor. He died. I move in with my uncle. He goes nuts. And then uh, I'm out. And the literature that I read to get me sober, it says uh, many of us feel like the outlaw safecracker. Hmm. And that's how I felt. And in a way, I still kind of feel that way. Now, I happen to know that Caleb got married last year and recently had his first child. Plus, he's writing on TV quite a bit these days. So he's probably swamped for now. But knowing him, the bacon will be back. Until then, Man School stays in the ground. Although, you can still find past episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud. By the way, Mick Betancourt is still going strong and just dropped his Epi 154 with his guest Rich Scheidner. A great guy who we should talk to uh, uh, with his new book coming out. We also need to get a clip of Mick Betancourt's show up here, too. So, uh, God, there's so much to look out for. Got a clip uploaded to us from the delightful Monica Homburg, host of the Dazed and Convicted soundcast. Lately, it's been subtitled as Dazed and Convicted, colon, Craig's Lost. And why, you might ask? Well, Monica likes combing the seedier side of Craigslist and presents literally the pick of the litter. Goes a little something like this. $50 per hour for attractive female hanging out naked. The worst part of this is that you would be hanging out with someone who writes hanging out. I don't think I could tolerate someone like that for longer than two minutes. I'm looking for informality. I would say by nature, nudity is informal. I can't think of anything that feels less like a corporate transaction than being naked. I'm looking for informality and to have a mutual beneficial arrangement and have good meaning fun instead of the ill-intentioned fun. I'm not looking for sociopathic fun, just good meaning. Perhaps a naughty thing I would ask. Maybe. It's not 100% on it. It's an idea I got, uh, you know, just spitballing. Perhaps a naughty thing I would ask 
is just to hung out around me fully naked. He doubles down on the hung out. And or go out for drinks wearing something sexy. If you are interested, please let me know. If you're up for it, we can meet tomorrow for an informal interview. You don't have to bring your resume. And then perhaps take it from there. Probably the best part of this is that he's asking you to do the hunging out naked privately. Because if there's anyone that I don't want to admit to hanging out publicly with, it's someone who uses the phrase hung out for something that is happening in the future. I look forward to seeing you later where we can done be hunging out presently. Check out Monica Homburg on her home site, dazedandconvicted.com, as well as in all the usual soundcast haunts. Tyson clipped us a taste of the 85 South show, which is billed as a, quote, podcast for people who don't know what a podcast is, unquote. It's hosted by D.C. Young Fly and Carlos Miller. This clip is from an episode done in the wake of police-involved shootings, the killing of Alton Sterling and Philando Castile, with the host and their guests, Last Comic Standing champ Clayton English, discussing solutions to stop the violence and the role that comedy plays in the social dialogue. Look, if Black Lives Matter, when we say that, man, we're not taking nothing away from nobody else. We just saying that Black Lives are the one that's being taken and not serving no justice. We in so don't jump in there talking about all lives matter, and don't just be contrary to, to, to say it just what you're saying, because you're saying all lives matter because we said black lives matter, yeah. not because you actually feel that all lives matter, and if all lives matter, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter. Which so, you counter protesting the justice, ass. The justice system ain't it, it's not serving justice. It's really a no. favoritism. No, yeah. I mean, it's what were favor, we talking? It's a favor system. There you go. It's a favor system. What they get when uh when the white dude who was raping the people? Why they say why they, they couldn't go to jail? Because it would be more harmful to him. Yeah, it would be more harmful to him. Like he, he just took some pussy. Jail's supposed to be harmful. It's yeah. got to be. They can't wait for niggas yes. like you to get in. I'm yes. gonna beat you up. And eat all your food. That's how they should rate what, how much jail you, how harmful is this going? Who come out of jail well adjusted? Nobody. Somebody just come somebody out that was super fucked up. Hey but. man, you know what I learned my, you know my lesson while I was in there. Right. You know I met Greg now. Right. Greg is a construction worker. You know I need that for the roof. Right. Like, nigga, you don't go in there to meet people. Right. No. It's not a, there, it's not social know, network. You don't no. know if you gonna survive. And we don't or not. get the same type of time. Mm-mm. We don't no. get the same type of time. Ninety nine percent of the time. Accused so. rapist just did five years until he was found innocent. <laughs> Let me ask you, why they always <laughs> try to make it seem like shit so much worse when a nigga do it? Like, when a nigga do some shit, they act like he just out of his motherfucking mind. I don't know, man. I think it's, uh, I mean, I've been, we've been talking about that just in comedy for a minute. Yeah. They always use a few different, like, I'm just giving examples out there, people. But when the white dude shot up the church, mm. there was no y'all. There was no they. Right. There was him. Was he him. was a lone shooter. He was a lone wolf. He acted alone. I look at the news after these events and all I hear is, you all are handling it the wrong way. Who the they fuck shouldn't go all? about it this way. I don't know why they are doing this. And it, what they? First that's, of all. That's one person. He wasn't even. Right. I don't know him. Crazy part about it. The, the white boy, he, he, they're trying to drop the death penalty. I'm 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 a. I'm going to make it real clear for Go the ahead. world to listen. The, the white boy went in the church, shot nine innocent black people, and they're trying to drop the death penalty. He's still alive. You got Alton Sterling, who 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 was sitting in front of the stove selling CDs. Before a case, before him being locked up, he automatically got the, the death, death penalty. penalty. That's yeah. the shit we're talking about. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? And then like, the other thing, also adding on to what you're saying, bro, because... With the whole situation in South Carolina, they said he had been reading white supremacist literature. Right. He had been going through but that, they but they never, say he they never said, yeah, yeah, they never said that they, they, <clears throat> they never linked that with that. But just because my man had on a dashiki, yeah, he Black Lives Matter everything. I don't mm-hmm. know how he Black Lives Matter. He ain't got no Facebook. Now check this out. We don't condone no type of violence against nobody. <laughs> he ain't got no Facebook. I just hope no, y'all we know. No, we don't. We ain't, we ain't never called for no type of violence. That ain't us. Nobody. Never been us. And that's not. That's not. That's not people. That's not the people with love that we put. And out that's here. why it make me so mad. You can see all these fucking comments. 
white people accusing black people of being racist and shit. You can't be racist if you yeah. point out fucking racism. Right, right. A hit pointing dog out, holler. Pointing out fucking racism don't make you racist. You can kiss my ass and suck my whole dick. I don't give a fuck who you are. Hey, and if anybody uh, doubts what we saying, just look at me in this man's Twitter feed, man. We done brought out all the trolls who have literally nothing oh, to say. Bro, all the people with 57 followers I'm retweeting. who want to say the most negative, it, disrespectful, it, racist I put things. I up on my Instagram. Hey, they retweeting. go crazy. We like, retweet. Yeah. It be white people. I ain't even no follow me. That we gonna let motherfuckers know right? how you really feel, right. bro. When you want right. to get in the comment section and call us niggas and monkeys and right. niggas deserve I'ma to get shot. Where your ass was at when we black was on black crime? You want to keep bringing up black? Hold up, these dick. motherfuckers want to keep bringing up black on black crime. Tell you something about black on black crime. Goddamn it, I'm fully aware of black on black crime. That's why I don't participate in black on black crime. What I'm saying is, nigga, I know it's some black on black crime. I know it's some niggas out there ready to get me. I got to watch the black motherfuckers, and I got to watch the blue motherfuckers, and the white motherfuckers, and all the other motherfuckers. All I'm saying is, shit is real out here. Yes, I know it's some crime in the hood. I duck them niggas just like I duck the police, too. That's what I want to say, too, man. Um, black on black crime, like, you going to do crime on who around you in your community. So when you say it's all this black on black crime, stop using them stats to dehumanize people and turn them into numbers. Hashtag Black Lives Matter, people. And if you don't think so, you're welcome to your opinion, of course. But fuck you. Catch the 85 South Show at their home site, 85. That's the number 85, southshow.com. They're also on SoundCloud, iTunes, and the Laughable app. Okay. Now, I don't know how many times I've said on this show that we prefer to play clips rather than promos. Clips make for better, realer samples of the show, and I can talk about them. When we had Howell Lublin and Mark Gagliardi on earlier this year, they even made a definitive We Got This ruling that clips are better than promos. But some people just don't get it. And that's fine. We support all soundcasts, and so it's in that spirit that I present this 30-second promo without additional commentary from Spirits. Do you like good stories? Do you like booze? Do you like good stories told by slightly buzzed history nerds? Then you're going to love Spirits, a drunken dive into myths and legends. We are a boozy bi-weekly show about mythology, folklore, and urban legends. Each episode covers a different tale, old or new, from somewhere around the world. And a lot of Harry Potter references. You'll learn, you'll laugh, you'll get slightly creeped out. What more can you need? We'd love for you to join us. Find us on iTunes or any podcast platform of your choosing and at Spirits podcast on patreon twitter and facebook we promise you won't regret it just the opposite of the challenge of spirits is what i've got going on with a show called drinking in the park the hosts are neil and johnny per their direct upload to hightail.com slash you slash succotash with no last names of course but they sent me the whole episode issue 10 live at toronto comic-con not a clip but almost 10 minutes of chat and music stuff still better than a promo so I sliced out a few minutes of them talking to some Joker who calls himself that Joker guy. Okay, so we're here with uh, that Joker guy, and uh, we're here at the Comic Con. Hey, how's it going? It's uh, going pretty good, pretty good. You know, are are you are you Heath Ledger? I, I met I'm... a guy yesterday who was dressed up like Batman, and I said, "Are you Christian Bale?" He said, "Yes." And he charged me $55 for his autograph. So I'm just yeah, trying, that's I, cool, man. That's cool you got Heath Ledger's I figure if autograph. Christian Bale's here, I mean, are you are you I'm, Heath Ledger? I, I am not Heath Ledger. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, oh I'm sorry. This is uh, that Joko oh, guy. Okay, I, I'm not that guy, though. Oh, okay. He's dead. What? Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's upsetting, really. When did that happen? Like a week ago. Oh, man. Yeah, horrible boating accident. Oh no, that's horrible! A boating accident, eh? Yeah, what? Well, wow, that's bad. Like he fell off the boat, or he fell into the motor, or something? No, no, a boat fell on him. Yeah, it was how bad. did a boat fall on him? He was in a warehouse. And, you know, things got out of hand, and they just fell on him. Are, are you are you taking over the role now of the Joker in the films? What role? The role well, of the, the Joker. Joker. Yeah. Did he play the Joker? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, I never saw that. Oh. It's weird. It was really good. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah. It was good? Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, it was this movie called Batman. 
Was it Batman? Batman, yeah. I thought that was Jack Nicholson who played the Joker in that. That was good. He did a good job. He did a good job. I did. Nicholson was nice. I liked. I saw that movie too. He had a friend who was black who was gay, and then all these bad things happen, and he falls in love with Helen Hunt. Oh no! That's that's another movie. That's as good as it gets. Yeah, that's where he plays Batman in it, right? That was the one flew over the cuckoo's nest one. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. That's with Chief. Yeah, yeah, I that's the one. That one. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was a good yeah. movie too. Yeah, my mom wouldn't let me watch that one. He, he's not allowed to watch anything that's over G or under you G. Let I don't me know. Watch Batman, but Johnny rented uh, Batman for me. Johnny yeah, forever. It's Johnny? Yeah. yeah, it's Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. What's your name? My name's Neil. Neil Young. That's weird. Why? Everybody says that. I don't know why. I don't know why. Y O N G E, like the street. I have an uncle named Neil Young. Yeah. Oh, really? Strange, yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe it's we're weird. related. I don't know. Is his name spelled Y-O-N-G-E? No, no. It's actually spelled with a K. Oh. Yeah. Well, then we're probably not related. No, probably not. No. So tell us a little bit about what you do and stuff. You're here at the con. You're, you know, you got all your artwork out. It's beautiful stuff. Tell us about it. I spend my entire life illustrating for people. Cool, cool. So I do commission work and I, I draw things. Like if you think of something in your mind, yeah, like imagine, I, like imagining, right? Like imagine, exactly, yeah, yeah, like imagining, yeah. just like that. What's yeah. imagining? Um, I you know, can, thinking about stuff in your mind and then picturing it. Yeah, like oh, that. What he said, okay. yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I can take that and I can put it on a piece of paper for you, wow. out of your brain, Whoa. and I don't even need any of your brain matter. That's that's like a good no. thing. Is None there at all. Where we can see your art online, or oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we mentioned before, I'm that Joker guy. So if you just take those just three words and smash and them Google, together, smash them together. That Joker guy. Do you put the dot com dot or something? That Joker oh, guy. Okay. Or you could just Google it. Yeah, you could Google, Google it. That's Neil and Johnny and Drinking in the Park. Find them at neilandjohnny.com and wherever the fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. They have a couple of other shows as well, including a Doctor Who homage series that will clip in the near future. Actually, we're going to clip it so much in the near future, it's happening right now. This is a clip from a show called Doctor Who Dark Journey. I don't think it's officially affiliated with the British TV series Doctor Who at all. In fact, I know it isn't because here's the note that came with the clip. The attached file is a clip from AM Audio Media's main audio drama, Doctor Who Dark Journey, Series 2, Episode 5, Sins of the Father. Dark Journey is an unofficial fan-made audio drama featuring professional actors, writers, sound designers, and composers. Our theme tune is from the UK prog rock group Traffic Experiment. There are currently two full series available for free on iTunes and at our website, amaudiomedia.com. As I mentioned, Dark Odyssey is a bit of a wink-and-nod self-parody of it and all things fan-made. Sounds good to me. Let's listen. Come to me, Doctor. Doctor, no! He failed you, Doctor. You were crushed. You came here, put your faith in him. Always. Good God! If God was here, surely he would do something. Doctor! Kill him. Of course. No! No! strike the ground because it wasn't real. I can almost feel you. Almost. 
Doctor, it wasn't Emily. It was a phantom. You're thinking of someone else? Yeah, I'm sorry. His name is... Fred! Doctor! We're splitting up. Come on, Baldy! Let's go! Holmes! Grab on! Hang on to the blue box! Doctor! It's not me. It's definitely you. Very obvious advice. But hold on. We are going up. Is the child well? Safe as houses. Right behind me, eh? Doctor, you left me to die. I knew what I was doing. How do I know it's really you, Doctor? Make no bones about it, homie. It is indeed you. Inappropriate as always. I think it's very appropriate. Hold on and look down. Hundreds of bones will attack you. I hate these skeleton guys. They all look the same. Sorry, is, is, is that skeleton racism? Can you shoot them with your gun thing? Doctor, I have no more bullets. I hate guns. I hate antique guns even more. Child is falling! Child. He's falling! Fred! TARDIS defense field. Brilliant. The child is floating. Onto a, a police telephone box. Doctor, the police are here. Police? Seriously, Holmes? It's flying. You do know it's an offense to impersonate an officer or... I'm in trouble now. Welcome to the TARDIS. This is an artificial life form with limitless wisdom and intelligence. Functional, reconnaissance, emotional, dynamic. I just call him Fred. And what time do you call this doctor? Oh, good God. Please don't call me that in public. I blush. Hi, honey. I'm home. I would welcome the chance to be the hero from time to time, you know. At least I'm looking after the kid. <laughs> what is this? Uh, homo sapien, 16 pounds, male. <laughs> Changing. This is the gentleman who looked after you. He was showing you something. NNHIB. Sorry? Not now, Holmes. I'm busy. I'm trying to use acronyms when in crisis. It saves time. Doctor, I can see you're down there on the chamber floor. Come to me. Be with me. She's vanished. Doctor, something approaching. 400 yards and closing. One life form. Oh, and... 327 volts. Okay, go do your doctor thing, okay? A train! And they have Emily aboard! Emily can still be used as a sacrifice? You said we had 58, 40, then 18 minutes. How long do we have now? I don't know. I just do those countdowns to get you excited, get you moving. Doctor! The alignment has passed, but you have to factor in one crucial fact. What? I'm not 100% sure. They can still manifest. I don't know everything. This whole business hasn't exactly gone as planned, has it? Fred, put your foot down. Put the engines, Doctor. Frederick? More horsepower, if you will. Frederick? Again, that's Doctor Who Dark Journey. Check it out on iTunes and amaudiomedia.com. Let's hear a message from our erstwhile sponsor, shan't we? Honored friends, Bill Haywatt here for Henderson's innovation in trousers and pantaloons since 1896. In this great country, the pants you wear make a statement about where you stand, not just physically, but also on the very issues that shape us as a free and style-conscious people. Now it's easy to tell friends, family, co-workers, even anonymous passers-by how you feel about today's most important issues with Henderson's new Republican Fit Jeans. Republican Fit Jeans lean firmly but gently to the right and feature drastic cuts in the seat and thigh while still responding Respecting your stomach's inalienable right to expand in our great nation's free market economy. Republican fit jeans are pro-life, pro-gun, and anti-immigration, but loose enough to let you enjoy giving a swift kick to the socialist big brother nanny state with every step you take. And if blue state politics are more to your liking, we also offer Henderson's new Democratic Fit Jeans. 
Democratic fit jeans lean gently but firmly to the left and feature a generous increase to your seat and thigh while still regulating your stomach's ability to monopolize surrounding body parts. Democratic fit jeans are pro-choice, pro-healthcare reform, and compostable, but tight enough to let you enjoy giving a swift kick to the fascist corporate oligarchy with every step you take. In these troubled times, don't let your pants get caught on the fence. Let your fellow citizens know how you're voting with an uncompromising pair of Republican fit or Democratic fit jeans from Henderson's. Innovation in trousers and pantaloons since 1896. And now, back to more of Suck Attack. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. All right, our last clip of this show, not including our little musical ditty from Abner Surd coming up right after the tweet sack, was harvested by Tyson Saner and is from the Tao of Comedy. This podcast is a pretty grim origin story. The host, Kelly McLean, had been at uh, last year's Just for Last Festival in Canada where she interviewed a number of comedians. Four months later, her brother Andrew was killed in a car accident. The conversations she had in Montreal were the things that brought her back from crushing depression. And so she's launched the podcast in order to continue that kind of deep interchange with funny people. In this clip from Epi 10, she's talking to Brad Williams, stand-up and co-host of the About Last Night soundcast. Yesterday we were talking about this moment where Mencia pulls you up, right? And you were saying that you actually appreciated that he was picking on you and that other people were uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, with, well, you know, you could say the elephant in the room that he sure. is making fun of your uh, Comparing a kind. dwarf to the elephant is not a wise thing. It's more like the mouse <laughs> in the room. Hamster, maybe. <laughs> Large gerbil. Um, yeah, and uh, I brought this up to you because I did a show where I, I was, it was a crowd work show. It was a big Jay Okerson show. And um, I picked out the girl in the audience that had a disability where... She was smaller like me, but then also her hands, she had like two fingers that were attached together on one hand and then another that was three fingers. So uh, I was making fun of her and you could tell the audience was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And when it was done, she came up and thanked me and said, thank you for making fun of me. And that's what people don't realize about people with disabilities and other people that have differences. Um, we're ignored a lot. Mm-hmm. We walk down the street mm-hmm. and everyone kind of like either kind of just makes exaggeratingly large efforts to not look at us, not say anything to us, or, um, or, or like they secretly do the stares. They like, and it's just, it, it's, it's very annoying. Um, so, but when like a, like a, if a comedian is on stage and obviously like this happened to me and he's making fun of everyone else. And then he looks at me and goes, Ooh, I'm not going to make fun of you. That's more hurtful. That actually is discrimination, right? Exactly. Whereas if he makes but fun of me... he was an equal opportunity offender. Yes. If he makes fun of me, then I'm just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm not special. And I don't want to be. And you're seen. You're not sort of... Uh, yeah, you're not ignored. Yeah. And basically what you're saying when you don't make fun of someone, if you're making fun of everybody else, is, Ooh, you can't handle this. And nothing can be further than the truth. Yes. It's more, it's more like... The other people around can't, can't handle it. Yeah, they the can't handle it. It's not even about you. Yeah, the able-bodied, quote-unquote, no, normal people, they yes. are the ones that cannot handle it. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that, and that's why I did it, and that's why uh, – But and I've gotten a lot of humor, and I've gotten a lot of great stories from um, my uh, assholery of uh, talking to people. I tell people the funniest thing I've ever heard was something that came about because I was an asshole. Uh, I was doing a show in Des Moines, Iowa. I looked out in the audience, and there was a guy with no legs. He was sitting in a wheelchair, waist down, gone. So I'm uh, now this is in my head because there's a guy with no legs, and I'm I I, I made a, a huge mistake, and I looked at the guy, and as I was saying these words, I was like, "You should not be saying these words." Oh yeah, that moment. But I go, hey, how did you lose your legs? <laughs> now, do you have like a an, an, a filter problem yes. at all? Yes, very much. So. Yeah. Um, hashtag no filter, yeah, hashtag Brad no Williams. Filter, Brad Williams, no makeup, so brave. <laughs> um, so I said, how did you lose your legs? And like as I'm saying it, I'm like, Dude, there's this is not good yeah. because. I'm a comedian. This is how I'm opening my show. Oh, God, yeah. And my whole job is to be funny. 
entertain these people? What answer is he going to give that's good? You know, uh, like I, I, I can't envision a world where he, like, because because he, he, either he was born without them. All right, there you go. Or he had them and then lost them, which is even more depressing because he knows what it's like to have legs and he knows what he's missing. So there's no good answer. And I'm like, oh, fuck, why did I do that? And the guy, I ask him, and he puts his head down. And he looks up and he says, I was married for 15 years in a wonderful marriage and a glorious relationship. I had the woman of my dreams. Came home one day, caught her cheating on me. We had to get divorced. Uh, my divorce lawyer was not that good. Hers was. And that bitch got half of everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. That's the funniest thing I've ever that's heard. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh, my and God. He drew the entire audience in. He was like, and that's how I opened. What the hell could I do after yeah, that? Yeah, you're I, like, you just want to switch places yeah, now? I, I, I could have just said, thank you, good night, and yeah. I think the audience would have been happy. <laughs> it was amazing. That's a weird echo of your moment, too, of right. being picked out of the crowd and it working out as like right. the highlight of the night. Right. And that guy comes to my show whenever I'm at the Des Moines Funny Bone. Oh, awesome. And I love that dude. That I, is so fucking I, funny. I tell that story every time I go to the Des Moines Funny Bone and every time I see him. Discover more of Kelly McLean as she undertakes her voyage of discovery through comedy at her home site, TauPodcast.com. The show is also on PodBay, the MindPod Network, and iTunes. All right, let's jump without further ado into the Tweet Sack. Hello, Tweety. Got a letter from Lauren O'Neill, who's with Deliberate PR in the UK. She wanted to know if we wanted to chat with the three folks from the My Dad Wrote a Porno podcast. Well, I don't know if you've caught it yet. I reviewed it for Splitsider and Huffington Post a little while back. And of course, I said yes. That should be coming together in the next week or so, and I'm looking forward to that. We also have an interview coming up in our very next episode of Succotash Chats with Davey Rothbart, the editor of Found Magazine and host of the Found Soundcast. Now, I've been a fan since the very first issue of that magazine came out in about, I think it was 2000. So I really enjoyed our chat, which we had just a few days ago, and I'll have that up for you soon. Davey also declares his support for the Soundcast movement in our chat. So there. Speaking of Soundcast, Abner Surd, bless his musical heart, just tweeted out that he's revamped his AbnerSurd.com website by changing all of the references to his podcast to Soundcast. Way to commit to the bandwagon, Ab. You jump on up here in the driver's seat right next to me. Phil Lairness from the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour emailed to let me know that he and his significant other, Lily Holloman, are trekking north from L.A. this next weekend for a wedding, and could we get together? Well, it's Labor Day weekend in Sausalito, where I live, and where Studio P is located. It's home to a huge art festival, so we're going to take in some art, some music, and some booze. Not necessarily in that order. I think there may have been some more notes I got, but that's that's all I was able to dredge up. So let's just kick off the carnival of thanks to those folks who were so kind as to tweet, retweet, forward, mention, like, update, heart, email, Instagram, star, or otherwise pass the succotash this past week in the social medias. Diani and Divine Meet the Apocalypse, Good Morning You Drunk, Spare Men, Illusionoid, The Rob Saul Show, Nathan Bernard, Dean Young, Carol Truitt, Phil Palin, Changes in Latitude, Nicole Blanchard, Jason Klom, Scott Adams, Renegade Radio, Sean Twisted, BS Podcast, Slayer Mike's Videos, Christy Thornton, Christine Blackburn, Carrie Snow, Ariel Norman, Mad Ohm, Adam Cooper, Jeffrey Welchman, Phoebe Robinson, Kevin Bartini, LAB Podcast, Craig Lane, Joanna Warren, Amy Bailey, Cause of Mirth Podcast, Dr. Linda Tucker, Super Peepee Time, Not Safe Podcast, Chris Gore, Let's Chat Podcast, Hashtag Modern fa- Potter Family, Davian Dent, Strange Time Show, Gormless Mook, TTA 90s, Caleb Northwest, Fun Size Happy Hour, Rod Ref, Angus Doodle, Dave in the Cave with his new Thunder Taco Soundcast, Love It Dave, we'll clip you guys shortly, The Divine Miss M, Emily Banks, Kevin Elliott, Candace Trice, James Cassidy, Shane Elliott, Ice in the Face, Sicklemore, Andy Dick, Opion All pa- Open All Powers, Kyle Andrews, We Got This, Tim Kelly, Meet Patel, Lee Keckner, Jab from the D-Head Factor, 
Campfires and Color Wars, Ben Landis, Michael O'Brien, Michael James Benson, fans of podcasts Choo Choo Stew, Showbriz Studios, Wendy Stiegel, Kristen Chambers, The Slant, Epic Film Guys, This or That Podcast, and Caps Lock. Thanks again for all your support on the social media outlets. We really appreciate it. So I said we got a new song in from our pal Abner Surd, and here it is. He's a fellow joiner, of course, when it comes to the soundcast versus podcast movement that's sweeping the nation. Well, it's sweeping this soundcast is what it's doing. Well, about this newest ditty, he writes, Hi, Mark, another little tune to celebrate county fair season. Are there, are there other tunes? To celebrate the season? Anyway, this is episode 230 of the Tall Tales and Shaggy Dog Soundcast, and we'll drop tomorrow. Hope you enjoy it. Abner. Well, that actually came in last week, but it's still up there at his uh, Tall Tales and Shaggy Dogs, and it's up here right now on Succotash. Oh, Daddy's in the pumpkin patch along with Uncle Nate, trying hard to put the giant pumpkin in the pumpkin crate. And there's Mama in the garden with a basket and a chair Picking all the best tomatoes for the judges at the fair Hey out there, people come from everywhere For the ribbons at the Piscalachicola County Fair We're going to the fair to see the ponies and the goats And the cows and pigs and lambs are munching on the bins of oats And the carousel is piping out a bouncy little tune And the lights around the loop-de-loop are brighter than the moon Hey up there, see the sign up in the air Saying welcome to the Alanoma-Rica County Fair We'll ride the wig Maliri and we'll paint our faces too And we'll eat some cotton candy and we'll drink some honeydew And we'll stroll around the midway and we'll look at all the games And we'll listen to the barkers and their cockamamie claims Hey you there, come and see the dancing bear In the sideshow at the Susquetuskamusa County Fair Hey, you there, come That's the County Fair song by Abner. You can check it out uh, at his home site. All the things that he's uh, recorded, and uh, they're all quite uh, quite amusing. Even the ones that aren't even meant to be funny are <laughs> somewhat amusing. That's Abner Surd, A-B-N-E-R-S-E-R-D.com. Check him out on iTunes as well. Okay, friends, we done run out of road for this Epi 138 of Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast. As I mentioned earlier, our next episode, a Succotash Chats, show number 139 will feature my interview with Davey Rothbart founder of the found magazine and podcast and it's also a found musical as well our donate button is clickable 24 7 at our home site succotashshow.com and we now have taken the limits off of how much you can give that's right the sky's the limit for you listeners who have been holding back because you were afraid you couldn't give enough uh, while visiting the com page. Feel free to also click the Amazon banner at the top of the page. If you do any shopping at Amazon, go through our banner. We get a little taste off the top. Nothing extra for you to pay. I also just recently learned that it may not be working properly if you browse to us uh, with Google Chrome. Uh, I don't use that, so I haven't been able to check it, but uh, it seems that's uh, been going a little kablooey, so use some other browser if you're going to do that. We also have merch up at the Succotashery, accessible at SuccotashShow.com, so if you want to put a, a new t-shirt or a, a mug with our logo on it, you can do that. And also, don't forget, please, that Succotash is now available through the iHeartRadio network, so check that out. All right, that's it. Get out of here. Bill Haywatt, make it legal, won't you? Goodbye. You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, and on SoundCloud. You can also hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. 
follow us on Twitter at Succotash Show. Email us at marc at succotashshow.com. Or call into the Succotash hotline at our non-toll-free call number, 818-921-7212. That number again is 818-921-7212. is produced and engineered with the kind assistance of Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, home of the hit. Our associate producer is Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I am your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the succotash. Goodbye. Hello, Mark Hershon. This is your friend in podcasting, Phil Lairness, co-host of your Chill Pack Hollywood Hour. I'm dropping you a line to let you know how much I enjoyed the Epi 357, especially the whole discussion about pour-over coffee in Tulsa. Also, I think I can help you with something. In Epi 357, you lamented the fact that your landlord won't let you pay rent with mentions on the show and that your gas station won't let you fill up your tank in exchange for mentions on the show. I can't help you with your landlord, not yet anyway, but I might just be able to help you with your car's gas tank. You see, your Chill Pack Hollywood Hour is brought to you each week by Empire State Gas, the largest independently owned gas station chain east of the Mississippi. Their gas is organically grown, and right now, anyone who mentions succotash at the pump will fill up their tanks absolutely free. Empire State Gas. From farm to pump, they've got great gas. Follow Empire State Gas on Twitter at Empire State Gas. And enjoy your Chill Pack Hollywood Hour each and every week at chillpackhollywood.com. That's C-H-I-L-L-P-A-K, Hollywood.com.